0: Can I wait for a bit? I'm in the middle of some calibrations. My name's Jonathan, and this is The Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. And this week, we're shining the game's spotlight on the latest version of Hide and Seek for your tabletop. It's called Spectre Ops, but tragically, it has nothing to do with Mass Effect whatsoever. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. Returning this week, Amanda McKnight. Hey. And joining us for the first time, Holly Wider. Hello. Welcome. Thanks. So let's see, uh, how long have you been with uh, Snakes?
1: Uh,
2: I want to say May, but that might be an oversight. It's
0: taken us far too long to get to yes, on the show. Yes, for sure. I'm glad you could join us. This is great. <laughs> All right. Um, so on InterGame Spotlight episodes, as you may know, we take a game which has been doing fairly well or fairly poorly in the cafe and sort of talk about it. How it's been going. So in this Spectre Ops is one that I've actually I was I was impressed with almost immediately. I was depressed when I first heard about it because I'm a Mass Effect fan and the idea of being a Spectre and being able to do secret stuff. operations and yeah. stuff. Was, I really wanted to be able to do that and I was crushed when I discovered there was no connection whatsoever to mm-hmm. that. So I was like, nope 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 not gonna pay attention. And then Jeff. Uh, one of the other gurus at the cafe went crazy for it, and it turns out it's actually kind of awesome. So we're going to talk about Specter Ops today. Uh, have either of you had the chance to play this one yet?
2: Yes, the other day I did. Ooh. No. Yeah.
1: No, I haven't played it. I've just, I've just heard the enthusiasm as well from good old Jeff, who I miss so much. <laughs> what did you think of it, Holly?
2: I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure what to think of going in, but I did, a lot of staff had spoken about it, and I was very intrigued. How many players uh, did you have? Uh, I think I had three playing, so it wasn't too too intricate, but um. I, I got to be the secret one. So. Oh, you were the agent.
0: Yeah. And two other players hunting mm-hmm. you down. Exactly. Trying to get you. Yeah. So,
1: so is it more like, um, is it more the more players you have usually, the better it is? Or does it have like a sweet spot? Uh,
0: that's something that I've actually been kind of struggling to figure out. And we'll oh, okay. sort of come back to that towards the end of the episode. Get a sense of, you know, based on all this, what is the best player count for this? Because it plays with, any, with as few as two or as many as five. Mm-hmm. And it changes enormously, between those, it's a very different game with more or less mm-hmm. players, and we'll get into that fairly soon. Cool. Um, but it's uh, it's a hide and go seek game like Scotland Yard. have you've played Scotland Yard or Fury of Dracula, or Letters from Whitechapel, any of these. I things have Fury
1: of Dracula, Scotland Yard. Yeah, I have not. But
0: all right. So uh, this, so this is your first ex- uh, specimen of that. Uh, yes. Neat. So uh, once again, for for the benefit of our listeners, sometimes they call these hidden movement games. I call them hide-and-go-seek games because it makes them sound more fun, and they are super fun. Uh, Usually there's one person who's invisible, and they're running around a board, and the other players are tracking them down, and if they ever get to a point where they can see that person, they say, ah, I see you, and they try to catch them. Um, In the case of Scotland Yard, that was uh, like a fugitive in London. In the case of Fear of Dracula, actually... You're
1: Dracula, and Dracula is trying to hide from hunters... Uh, I guess not unlike this game in the sense that there are hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, what else is, uh, like Mr. Jack Pocket, Mr. Jack
0: Those, is those nuns like on the run, mm-hmm. which is one where it sort of turns it on its head, where instead of having uh, one fugitive and many hunters, it's one hunter and many mm-hmm. fugitives all running invisibly around the abbey trying yeah. to get stuff. But uh, Specter Ops has a very unique look. It's, uh, it's quite different from a lot of other games that, uh, that mm-hmm. I've seen in terms of its appearance.
2: Oh yeah, no, it, like the visual aspect of it. Yeah, re- yeah, yeah, it's really neat. Uh, the board too is just like really, like interesting looking, and it's got like you can see the grid on it, but it's invisible as well, kind of.
0: It's yeah. very science fictiony, and in particular, it's a very sort of like a cyberpunky, yeah, type of thing with lots of uh, deep dark shadows and bright uh, areas of color in there as well, giving it a, a very tense, almost noirish
1: it also kind of has like a Tron thing going on it was the first yeah. thing i noticed when i was shown this game is um and uh and talking about like um the way you move in the game in the car and everything just really reminds me of Tron with the red and blue like neon <laughs> colors yeah i see that, yeah
0: yeah and uh the and the the hunters being coded as blue while the agents are coded as red yeah mm-hmm. that's uh, and then more color coding for your convenience more good science fiction <laughs> troping there mm-hmm. but um so seeing this on the board, if I, if I see some people playing this game, what, what does it look like? You know, I see, I see they're kind of somewhere between two and five people around the board. What are they doing?
2: Uh, I, it was interesting when you're playing because you're kind of operating at your own... Like when you're the secret one, you kind of do it secretly from everyone else, obviously. So you kind of just watch the board and you're writing things down while everyone else is like talking about it and you're like haha you can't see me but it's just really it's a weird dynamic but it's fun yeah the
0: agent uh, is in some ways i guess is the scariest job because they're outnumbered but in other ways it can be the most fun because you're the only one who knows where you are mm-hmm. and uh, you know you're the one who's hiding and everybody else is seeking uh, obviously, you can't physically put your piece on the board because mm. then they would know that. But uh, it, it, and, and in a way, that's kind of one of the uh, the things about it being uh, being the the agent. You've got these four little awesome figures with these crazy gene spliced uh, science fiction things. we mm. have got Agent Spider, who's got these awesome sort of metal arms that stretch around. We've got Agent Orangutan, who's this huge dude with big arms and it was Agent Crazy. Blue Jay and, uh... Who's the yeah, Blue
1: one? Jay was the one that struck me as having uh, some of, like, the coolest artwork in it. Just the artwork on that card is really, really neat. She really
0: is something straight out of Netrunner. Yeah. Um, with the sort of the, the, the spectacles with the glowing stuff on there. And then there's Agent Cobra, who basically looks like Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and then the and then the Hunters. These ones are the ones you can see on the board. Mm-hmm. There was... What is that there? there's, there's the Beast, the Prophet, mm-hmm. the Puppet, and the Gun. Yes. Um... Which of these did you find most appealing to actually play? Which one, which one, which agent were you?
2: Oh, when I was the agent, yeah. I was Blue Jay. Yeah. There um, you go. But, uh.
0: Did you pick her because she looked the least weird or because she looked the most high tech?
2: Probably the high tech thing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really, and just, it was very, I, blue is also
1: a great color. So. It's true. <laughs> it's true.
0: Plus the Blue Jays were, of course, doing other stuff in Toronto. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Sports. But
0: hurts. at this point, the less said the better.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, that's a sad story.
0: So let's set up a game of Specter Ops. Then. We've got this big board with uh, sort of laminated coordinates on it that kind of almost glow a little bit. We've got one person who's going to be our agent. So let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's have Holly be our agent. Here. All right. And then mm-hmm. the rest of us, we're going to be hunters. All right. We each pick one of these hunter figures, and we all get in the car. and put the car on the, <laughs> the board there. There's uh, And so so what are you going to be doing as the agent?
2: Uh, so... When you're setting up the board, you have to set up the missions first. And to do that, you do like a dice roll thing. There's right. like so a... the missions
0: are these uh, these computers that are on the board that you're trying yes. to hack, right? Yes. So you and... have to
2: get as close. You're supposed to get right beside it. And then you do end up. And the next turn is when you flip the mission. So then they the hunters kind of know where you're going to be at that point because you literally are in that area. Mm. So then they can start moving towards you. But you do have to set up the missions. And then again with the gameplay if you're playing with three players the agents are sorry the hunters know where the missions are but if you're playing with more players they they aren't as i, I think so I in
1: a sense it's uh you have to go around on the board and there are these missions that you have to complete yes and then we get to see where you are when you complete something yes uh so you kind of have to go there do that and run away and is there, hmm. like, a set number before you win the game?
2: Uh, you have to do, guess. three out of four. Yeah, three out of four to and win oh. an exit. The thing is,
0: though, yes, you have to get out, too, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which is the, the most dangerous part because yeah. the missions are all done, but now all the hunters have to do is try to find you and block you from getting out. Yes. Yeah.
1: How many exits do we have on the board? Only one?
0: one there's one for each hunter plus one more. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: and um, they're all on the north end,
2: so you have to, like, head up to the north end of the board. So, you can't just like exit. So, things? you gotta
1: run and then yeah. hope they don't cut you off. Yeah, to
0: infiltrate the place, accomplish your missions, and get out. Mm-hmm. And the hunters, meanwhile, are uh, sort of exploring around. They're using the sensor, the motion sensor in their car, and their own special powers to try to find the agent. Anytime one of us moves to a spot where we can see them, mm-hmm. uh, where there's like a, where we have a clear line of sight, where they're not blocked by any obstacles or anything, um, then the agent's gonna have to tell us, yep, I'm right here. And mm-hmm. then we can start shooting.
1: And is it that we each are one of those uh, one of those hunters? That's right. Or are we multiple ones? So if you and I are playing with Holly now, would it be we each get two?
0: No, nope, we would each get one. If, if it was two players, then the hunter player gets two hunters. Okay. If you're playing with three players, then the hunters each get one. If you're playing four players, the hunters each get one, and the agent gets more gear mm-hmm. to make up for okay. it. Plus, the places where they're trying to accomplish their missions are invisible mm-hmm. to the hunters so we don't know precisely where the agent's trying to get to hmm. uh, until after they've already been there and accomplished the mission. Then we know where they mm-hmm. were. Yeah. And then in the five-player version, things get more complicated still. All four hunters are in at this time. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the agent gets less equipment, like if there's only two hunters, oh. but one of the hunters is secretly on the agent's team.
1: Oh! Yeah. The agent That's
0: cool. is going to take uh, four cards, three blue ones and one red one, and pick which one to give to which person, and so they know which hunter is actually on their team.
1: So then it becomes Resistance Scotland Yard, mm-hmm. basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so neat. Yeah.
0: It, uh, from what I've heard, it does make the game take a fair bit longer.
1: I would assume so, yeah. Because yeah. there's
0: so much table talk, uh, with the, uh, the hunters not necessarily being able to trust each other. But... Um, so what what about the, what did you think of the gear cards? You got um, you would have had three gear cards. I did. Do you remember what you took?
2: I had two of the same and then one because uh, I just pulled randomly.
0: Did you go with the flashbangs, the smoke um, grenades? Oh, I can't remember the name, but the there was one. Surge.
2: There was one that made me take extra movement. That would be the adrenaline surge, uh-huh. yeah. and then the, I got two. That was the hunters couldn't see me if I was in within two spaces of them. Right. That's really? that's
0: that's a special thing only Whoa. Blue Jay gets to take. Oh
2: yeah
1: yeah. So that's like an invisibility magical power. Yeah. Kinda. It's like your invisibility cloak.
0: It's, it's it's a it's it's more of a science fiction y magical yeah. power. Like a, think, think of the predator. Okay. In the movie doing. Uh, thermal, or from <laughs> Just, Ghost to the Shell, the thermoptic camouflage. Yeah. Okay. Deal. They. Uh. They, 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 I think she actually creates a holographic duplicate of herself. Mm. And the hunters go running after that. And meanwhile, she's going somewhere. And she's else. like, hey, yeah, going this <laughs> way. Yeah,
1: yeah, So, in terms of the hunters as well, do we all have like special powers depending on the hunter we're playing?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, if you're playing as the Beast, who's oh, this yeah. big wolf thing? Was the Beast one of the hunters? Yeah. You were
1: doing? <laughs> and he can like sniff you
2: if you're within like four spaces of him. So you can oh. be like, oh yeah, you're like in my area.
1: So he can smell you. Mm-hmm. So so you have to tell him if you're close to him. Mm-hmm. If he chooses yeah. to sniff.
2: Yeah. And then if you're on the same space as him um, or beside then
1: him, then he can hurt, you, then a he can hurt you an extra hit point. Oh, you only have four. So, oh wow. Yeah. So he's just intense. Yeah. There's, I noticed uh, the profit card in there as well. The Prophet
0: is probably mm-hmm. my favorite of the bunch. Firstly, the Prophet is really good at shooting the hunter because mm-hmm. he knows which way they're going to jump. Okay. The prophet can also tell ahead of time when a mission is about to be done.
2: Yeah, we had that one too. So psychic abilities.
0: It's, it's, and also the other thing is that the other psychic thing is the prophet can say, all right, where were you standing two turns ago? And you have to. And tell you have to, yeah. Oh, okay. Because all this time, the agent instead of moving a figure around on the board, they're, they're writing down which space they're moving to every turn. So they have this this record of everywhere they've been. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's basically like a Fury of Dracula thing. If you could do that for the whole game and didn't actually have to work for it, if you just have that magical (laughs) character, then you get that cool power. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So I get the impression that you had fun playing this game.
2: (laughs) Yes. You liked it? Yeah, it was really
0: fun. You think it would be just as much fun playing the hunters?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, personally, I'm not a very cooperative player, so <laughs>
0: That was why they got you to be the agent, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I, I think because I'm also kind of an alpha player in the sense that I'd be like, okay, guys, he's over here, he's over here. So, <laughs> but I still would have fun, I think, playing the hunter.
0: Neat. Uh, I, I assume that you've never been as excited now as before. I know I am. Uh,
1: yeah, I didn't know it was as cool as that. I mean, I really think the awesome thing about it is I want to play a game where one of us is uh, a hunter who is mm-hmm. secretly on uh on the agents team and I would also just love to play this game as a hunter, actually. So if Holly, if you're ever down for a game where you want to be an agent again, I will play a hunter. I'm Great. cool for that. Great.
0: One of the things I find interesting about this as a cafe game is how easy it is to teach. Mm-hmm. Like Fury of Dracula is very, very complicated. Oh yeah. Letters from Whitechapel, the game itself isn't that bad, but the setup mm-hmm. for each night is super hard to explain.
1: I tried to actually learn that game once where one person knew it and the rest of us didn't and it was just the craziest, never mind. We just like focused for a little while on it and then we're like, well, we just give up on this because it's so complicated.
0: This one, probably not. On your turn, you get to go up to four spaces. Yes, Mm -hmm. you can go diagonally. Yes, you can go through your friends. No, you can't go through your enemies. Okay. Uh, If you finish your move and you've got a direct north, south, east, west line of sight to somebody, you can see them. If mm-hmm. you can see them, you can shoot them. Roll yeah. a die. Are you that close to them? Then you hit them. Mm-hmm. Are you farther away from them than that? Then you missed.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: That's pretty much it. Uh, plus there's the special powers, but each player has their own unique little set of those, mm-hmm. so it's not a hugely long mm-hmm. teach. Yeah. Um, I've found that this, because of that, it's worked really well as a cafe game. Uh, it's it's it, it scales well between two, three, and four players. With five players, I haven't tried bringing it out yet because I'm a bit concerned about how long it would take. Yeah.
2: With the
1: traitor.
0: Yeah, mostly it's, it's gone over really well, though. Uh, what do you think would be the best player count for this? I mean, you're you're all about the social deduction <laughs> games, that, so you want to play with five, right?
1: Yeah, I want to play with five. I mean, I think in terms of a teach at a table, I would say I think four sounds like it's a pretty sweet spot. Um, not having played it, of course, but that sounds like it would be pretty good.
0: Three is also really good because mm-hmm. it's often hard to find good games for three, and with three That's players, true. there's actually less stuff you have to worry about. Uh, the uh, the the goals are invisible, so you know the, uh, they, you don't you don't have to worry about being able to see these things. The uh, also there's less gear. Yeah. So, they, they so it sounds
1: like about. if you're playing this the first time, the best number to start with is three, and probably. then two expand probably. from there.
0: Three or four, actually, probably both almost equally good, I guess. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's that. That's my impression, at least. Uh, is there anybody who you wouldn't recommend this game for?
1: People that uh, aren't good at being on a team or people that... (laughs) Well, you just make them
0: be the agent. Yeah, that's that's true.
1: Um, (laughs) Or people that uh, like to gang up on somebody. That's... And I guess the trick is to not make that person the agent. I don't know. I played a really bad game of Dark Moon the other day, so I'm a little bit bitter about uh, where I was infected. Speaking
0: of dystopian science fiction.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know, right?
0: I guess that's another thing, too. I mean, if there's somebody who just does not dig on science fiction, doesn't like the idea of these cybernetically enhanced animal spy people. Then maybe they should
1: be playing, you know, Scotland Yard or Fury of Dracula, right?
0: Absolutely. that's it for this week if you have a game you'd like to see in the spotlight tweet it to us at snakescast it's always fun to do requests thanks for coming back Amanda
1: yeah anytime
0: and thank you for joining us thank online.
1: you happy gaming
0: the snakescast is produced by P.T. Douglas music is provided by Benson the opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it until next week game on